If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. <laughs> it's 9.28 on Sky Sports Radio, and it's now time for the punters panel. Uh, and what's so funny, Luke? Uh, what's happened? You, you uh, lost something. I forgot the belt. <laughs> I forgot a belt. I've got everything here. I've got suits and everything for this lunch today. Is that why you asked our Cass what he liked for Canterbury three times? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. Yes. And you know what? I'm now. So how did you forget the belt? Well, you've you've packed everything. I've, 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 I've see got you've everything. Got your suit here. You've got all. No. The, and to make matters worse, and all everyone out there knows this, and you would know this. Do you this think I'm getting any support from nah, this? Nah, spraying is she? Absolute spray. Now I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you if she was somewhere and said, "Hey, I've forgotten something." Why can't yeah, she run no over worries. for you? Nah, too busy, work. mate. Oh. Too busy. You know what? I hope there's a blackout. <laughs> I hope there's a blackout. And the internet goes down. Oh, I hope the internet goes down. She's on the Zoom call, oh, mate. Anyway, uh, let's try and back a winner for the Chipping Norton Stakes Day back. tomorrow. And no, because I'm, we'll I'm buy you, we'll, we'll back a winner tomorrow. We'll buy you a new belt. I've got 48 at home. I just didn't pack them. Uh, big day with the surround stakes. Let's get to our panel. Obviously, Luke, are we going to back winners tomorrow? We sure are. Oh, that's good. Mike Wood, are we going to back winners tomorrow? Oh, 100%, mate. And I'm just living down the road, so maybe I can do you a favour and drop by. <laughs> it's not your... No, mate, please. I wouldn't. You know what? Wouldn't put you under sufferance to go around and see you. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that on anyone, mate. Um, let's uh, get to Mitch Cohen, who joins us. Hello, Mitch. Morning, fellas. How are you, mate? Oh, I can't complain. Not better than you, Dave. Yeah. Well, I'm actually well, all right. He's rattled. I'm all right. I just, I just, it's just annoying when you've gone to the nth degree to plan in the morning, and then something just and it happens like that. Muns, you'd know all about that. You, you're getting support from the better half, you know. Yes, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Mike, to uh, Luke and uh, everybody else. Um, There's plenty of blokes here today. today. Dave will probably line up and give you a belting for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm more coming from the point of, I'm sure if, you know, you would have copped this over the time of your uh, your marriage months, you know, that uh, you'd be more than willing to help Denise run here, run there. But if the shoe's on the other foot, oh, no, busy. Sorry, can't help you, Glenn. Got other yeah. things to do. Well, Dave, Just you know, you think Philip's got a good, big heart, you know, if you ever get the chance to see it. Well, it pales into insignificance to mine. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's what I do, Dave. I've, you know, Just I've a one-way street, isn't it? Just a one-way street. Right, let's back the winner As of the Santa Chipping said, Norton. said, Dave, it's better to give than receive. The Chipping Norton. <laughs> the chipping Norton. Uh, it's a big weekend for all that, too. Uh, Animo, dollar seventy. He's your favourite. I'll get Marlow here. Don't worry about that. You will. Uh, he's a dollar seventy. It's he's second up. He's the best horse in the country. Yep. Will he start shorter than one seventy? No, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Um, I did some. I went back and looked at his whole career uh, when I was assessing this race, and I found something interesting about Animo. When he settles sixth or better, he's won nine out of ten. When he settles six or worse, he's three from twelve. So he's a great horse, but he's not unbeatable. He's got a perfect barrier. That's the problem for his opposition on Saturday, that he's drawn to get the right run again. And in more, more likely than not, he'll get the job done. But how do you bet the race? Well, for me personally, I think the play is fangirl each way because she's $8. If you look at the lead-up run, she... Got into an awkward position in a slowly run race. She kept getting shuffled back. She got further and further back. And then she came up the inside, which 
was a disadvantage on the day. The wind was blowing, and those horses on the inside part of the track, they were copping all that wind. So I think drawing barrier one, she'll only be a length or so behind Animo. There's a chance she could have his back. She'll stalk him, stalk him, stalk him, and she'll hit the line better than anything. She ran the best last 200 of the meeting there when running third in the Apollo Stakes. So I think she's a good each-way play. Animo's the horse to beat. Not knocking him, he's a great horse, but $8 fangirl each way appeals to me, DS. Okay, all right, Mike, what's your opinion on the race? Yeah, I'm a massive, massive fan of fangirl. I think she, she's just a typical Wallamare, isn't she? Keeps getting better, keeps getting stronger. She can quicken, she can finish off. Um, I wanted to back her on Saturday. I still might. I just can't believe Animo keeps getting these great spots. I think... Barrier one is not a great spot for Fangirl. I think Arapahoe might jump better than her. She might be three back the rails. And Mwanga, who's also very strong late, barrier 11 is not ideal for him. So Animo's ended up with the perfect the perfect draw. He can stalk hinged. He can quicken better than hinged. I might still back Fangirl late, but that's 6.7 mils of rain over the last 24 hours, just putting a soft six range. So I want to see it dry out first. That's a good point. She does want it dry. Uh, which we're going to get. I mean, I know it's a little bit cloudy around today, but we're going to get, uh, I think, a day and also tomorrow where we are going to have drying conditions. Mm. Mitch, your opinion on the Chipping Norton? Well, just on that stat as well, Luke, I think obviously, yeah, he's going to land in the right spot, but also a number of horses that we know are looking for further in this race that are probably going to settle behind him as well, aren't they, and be running on doing their best work lately, like Stockman and Arapahoe that have got Sydney Cup nominations. So I don't think there are any danger of sort of putting him under any pressure to get in a good spot. What do you say about this horse? So, like, he's come back um, preparation after preparation, really, um, and, and looked as good as ever. He looked as good as ever in the Apollo Stakes. I just can't see him getting beaten on Saturday. I think the two, well, the two place getters are probably the two Waller Mares that uh, ran excellent races in that Apollo Stakes, but they've got to turn the tables, and I just don't see that happening. Right, a market here. Well, uh, you could have had as much as uh, two dollars thirty, but that was in a pre-noms market many, many months ago. He went up a dollar sixty-five all in uh, as that market went into an all-in market on Monday. He's got to a dollar seventy since that stage. Animo, uh, he's there at the moment. He's uh, about two-thirds of the investment on the race. Not a very, very strong betting race. I think most of the money at the moment on these shorties is tied up in multis. So we've got to get one of them knocked over uh, throughout the day. Well, we got. To a couple knocked, well, more than a couple knocked over last Saturday, so it's not uh, impossible to think it can happen. $8 bar, fangirl. Um, eight has been the best given since Monday. Mawunga, uh, 13's been the best given since Monday with it. It's now eight fifty there, the three and single fingers. Hinged uh, at her best at the moment at $12. El Bodygon, uh, he's uh, $23. He went up uh, on Wednesday. Uh, he's now 17. Laws of Indices and Montefilia, 19 a pair. 34 each of three. Benno, Huetor, Knight's Order, 71 a pair. Arapahoe and Stockman. Well, the concern is here. Seven of his rivals, Animo, raced him the other day in the Apollo Stakes. The concern pre-Apollo Stakes was where Animo was going to lob in the run from Barrier 7 in a field of 11. Now, tomorrow, here's Barrier 3 in a field of 12 against seven of the same opposition. Uh, the new blood into the race is Knight's Order. Well, he hasn't really been showing a great deal of gusto in his trials. He did lead throughout first up in the Chelmsford uh, last time in, but that was on a bog. Huetor hasn't got a great deal of speed. Uh, Montefilia 
hasn't got a great deal of speed, and Benno's got none. So he, he's just going to lob into exactly the same, if not a better spot, than he was when he won the Apollo. Fangirl, well, the worry with her, she's developing a trait where she's slow away. Uh, and this, you know, it could be an absolute horror story for her, barrier one. Uh, Is there a chance she could be on Animo's back, though, Munns? I, I just feel that she could potentially be following him. Well, the thing that worries me, Luke, four of her last five runs, she's missed the kick. Mm. You know, you can't just turn around. She goes in first. She stands there the longest. Um, I thought she'd be in front of Animo in the run the other day, but she missed the start again, and she's giving him, you know, three lengths. Albeit, if she jumps, all well and good. But the percentages are telling you that she won't. And you've got to remember the other day, the inside was poison. So what happened... Karen just took the odds to it. He was back there second last coming to the turn. He said, well, there's no point trying to get away from the inside here. I've got to go back and around them and give them all further starts. So he stayed closer to the inside. So he did make up that ground along the inside. In inferior ground, mind you, but she did save ground on the inside. I'm just worried that if she misses the start again, um, you know, it could be a horror story for her. Like, he, we were worried about what price he was going to be the other day, Animo. At this stage, he's a better price than he was the other day, and I'm, trying to, I'm finding it hard to work that out. Uh, I think the two horses you've got to keep your eye on here at the finish are going to be Benno and Huettel. Yeah. Um, Benno on a Sydney Cup path? Yeah, and resuming at a mile this preparation. O'Shea's been keen to do that with him, so he can sprint well fresh. I think he'll I think he'll return really well. I thought he trialled nicely, Benno. Okay. Uh, boys, any other horses? We just heard then from Munns and obviously Luke. Uh, I'll come to you here, Mike and Mitchell. Start with you, Mike. Is there a horse that, from a futures perspective, that you're really keen to see hit the line hard? Um, well, I, I think I just really want to follow the Waller Mares. I hope, I hope Fangirl can get into the box seat, and I think Hinge will probably lead. And if Fangirl's in the box seat, Hinge leads, and Panama's one out, one back, I think we're in for a proper race ahead of the Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, Mitch? Just on Benno, I was speaking to John O'Shea yesterday. He expects him to sort of land somewhere in behind Animo and hopefully running on. He said maybe top five would be a pass mark for him, sort of returning. All right. And what do we do with this Waller horse? Um, not the the not the mare, but this El Bodegon. El Bodegon. I think he'll run well. Um, he's got an awkward draw though, but I think he's showing that he's a horse with a bit of quality. Um, Regan Bayless on for Chris. Uh, he's run third in a Cox Plate behind Animo. So first up, it was Mission Impossible with that tempo. I think he'll improve out to a mile, and he'll be even better when he gets to 2,000 in the Queen Elizabeth, which I assume is his target. Okay, all right. Uh, and last question here, boys, if anyone wants to jump in and make a comment, um, on Montefilia. I spoke to David Payne during the week, mate. He, um, look, he expects another run, probably too short of her best. Um, again, she'll get back and, and run alone, but, um, look, he thinks probably short of her best, but she's, she's in good order. Yeah, okay. And congratulations to Dylan Gibbons, his first ride in a group yeah. one race. Yeah. And that's because obviously Jace was, uh, was Jason booked to ride this? Would have been, I yes. yeah, yeah, until he got crook. All right, Mom, so that's that, a... that, that is if Wolverine comes out because he's obviously on Wolverine in the surround stakes uh, yeah. race before that. Yes, exactly. Well, uh, you're going to pitch, could, pitch me at times. Yeah. You know, yes. <laughs> got him. Oh, although, got you, know, him. You, you, know, you are correct. You are correct. Um, oh, hang on, hang on. Was Munns just wrong? That's a first. It's very rare. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Surround yeah. stakes. Let's talk about 939 the... 9.39 on the 24th of February 2023. <laughs> Put it down, Mark. Let's talk. Later on in a trivia. 
All right, so this this uh, surround stakes. So we've just covered off then on the uh, the tab chipping Norton. Uh, the surround stakes. All right, to Group One over the fourteen hundred. Boy, I haven't got anything, mate. At two fifteen here in secret is your favourite. Huey comes back into town. Clear to ride. Zoo Gotcha's at five dollars, and uh, we'll get more of a market update from Munns. How have you assessed the surround, Luke? Well, as you know, Dave. First up, I. I sided with Sunshine in Paris to, to knock her off, that being in secret. Um, I was wrong. I can't see how she gets beat this time because now she's had the run. You get Bowman, you get another perfect barrier. How can anything from the lead-up beat her? How, how can they beat her? The only different form is Zugotcha, who's had a setback. So... I'm thinking it's nearly over the line if she runs to her best in secret. She's just a real doer. She's so honest. She could be the best three-year-old in the country. I just expect her to win. Um, I'm keeping it very simple this week. I, I tried to get tricky and, and find an angle around her last start. I, I thought she was just excellent. Nash rode her cool. She was in the wrong part of the track on the inside at that meeting, so she overcame the bias as well. Just hard to see you get rolled. The uh, the other different form is this ruthless dame coming up from Victoria. She was excellent in that Group Three at Sandown last start, travelling mostly wide the trip behind Jackano. I thought uh, her run was very good, but she's just a class act in secret, um, and it's hard to see Zoo Gotcha being at her absolute best, having had that temperature, and she hasn't been seen publicly for a month. So all things point to the favourite winning. Yeah, she was very, very good, wasn't she? And and your tip was very good as well. She almost got her sunshine in Paris. The market money was strong and she paraded well and she almost got there, but I guess she was the fit horse and now she comes up against five Group 1 winning fillies who are all on the improve. Look, I think In Secret clearly is the classiest animal. Is she immoral? Hard to say. She was slowish away in the Group 1 at Flemington. She was slowish away in the trials and I think she was slowish away first up too. I think she's pretty lucky that Cinderella Days and um, Sunshine in Paris gave her a drag through. The same might not happen on Saturday. She might be back on the inside. If she's near pace, she gets room. She's probably too good, but we know what happens in racing, boys. You never quite know. Fireburn, if they're swooping down the outside, she improves into the prep. The gotcha's a big yard watch. And the one I'm playing is Madame Pomery. She was a bit keen. She was a bit fresh. She ran a big four to the two hundred. She ran a big run, didn't she? Yeah, she went yeah, well. Yeah, just peaked a bit late, and I think... Chris Waller's confident she's a proper Group One filly. Well, she's won one. I think I think you're in the camp of Zagotcha the setback, or you're not really too much into the setback, or you think it's going to be an issue. I'm in the camp that it won't be too much of an issue, to be honest. I think it's an elevated temperature. It wasn't uh, a hoof abscess or something like that. She she hardly missed a day's work. I think she was only sort of it was a 48 hour sort of situation where she she missed some time and just wasn't ready for that first up run. Look, she was awesome last spring. That she beat in secret in their only meeting in that T row, so the twelve hundred metres, and then she got better and better as they got over further. She had a track gallop with Madame Pomery uh, the week out before that, uh, well, the, the run she missed. But um, look, it is only a track gallop, but she looked awesome um, in the yard and then on the track as well. She had Madame Pomery covered easily in that track gallop and ran through the line nicely. I think she's travelling really good. Um, obviously you've got to take the risk there that the setback hasn't impacted her too much but I'm happy to take that risk with her obviously in secret yeah has making a habit of sort of missing the start a little bit um, if she does it again it, it's only going to get harder in, in races like this especially with the depths and look I'm going to take the risk and, and take on in secret here I think
Well, um, like last week, I've got, to, I've got to agree with everything Mitch has said here. You've got to realise, you know, it's always a negative when you're coming off a setback. But a couple of important points to note here. Every preparation she's had, Zoo gotcha, she's had one trial. This preparation, she'd had two trials. Then she had the track gallop at Ramwick the week out from the light fingers. She got an elevated temperature on the morning of the race. Right, so she's had two trials and a, and a trip to the races, which really does make them come on. Right, so and Chris said, even on the morning that he was scratched, no real concern, she will still resume in the surround stakes in two weeks' time. So the plan was already there that she was going to run in two weeks' time. The gap between these two horses is too big. I think their right prices are around about 250 and 450 max. How they were 210 and $6 is a wonderment to me. Right, so the market at the moment has uh, in secret well she is the uh, $2.15 favorite as I said well she's been as much as 240 uh short as 210 she's now 215 zoo gotcha uh, has been as short as she is now that's her shortest five dollars but she did get to six dollars one other runner in single figures is sunshine in Paris she's at her best now all week at nine dollars the Melbourne visitor ruthless dame at 14 then you got North star last she's a belter 18 a pair Fireburn Madame Pomery 19 a pair yeah, I just think the gap between them, once again, you've got a similar situation to Fangirl. She missed the start in the trials in secret. She missed the start the other day, but she flummed into the right spot. And, you know, Cinderella Days has got barrier one. Well, she's not going to do the work uh, to come across that she did. She's just going to lob straight there. There mightn't be the passage for in secret that was there for her the other day. It was the most arrogant ride in the history of racing by Nash the other day. The only one that wasn't concerned with where in secret was was Nash. Uh, she got home. But now she is stepping to 1,400, right? You, if, if you're taking short odds again. I, I prefer Zoo Gotcha at the moment. As I said, I just think there's too much between them. Zoo Gotcha's already got a win over in secret. And just remember, Zoo Gotcha is already a winner at 1,400 and already a winner at 1,600. So resuming in a 1,400, off two trials and a track gallop, despite the fact it missed that run, I don't think it's that much of a concern. Best of the roughies, most definitely revolutionary miss, who was very, very good in that race the other day. This is the best thing about... They, uh, oh, sorry, you, you go, go Mike. Yeah, do you think they go forward or back on Zagotcha, boys? I reckon forward. Yeah, yeah. If you get, put in the if race. You get, that, put in if the you race. get that confirmation, she's in the race for sure. Yeah. I reckon they'll put her in the race, surely. Zoo gotcha, do you reckon? No, Marlowe's saying go, they'll go back. Well, Chris, 99 times over 100, he'll go back from a yeah, wide. Yeah, from alley. a wide. But yeah. Jay McDonald also has the uh, knack of completely defying when you think they're going to go back from a wide alley is to go forward. So he's got North Star Lass on, his, on her outside. Um uh, you know, Cinderella Days has got barrier one. So in that race the other day, Cinderella Days had 11 of 12 and worked across. North Star Lass had barrier two and just flopped there. Well, North Star Lass is going to be the one that does some work now. Uh, it's not beyond the round. Sunshine in Paris won't have to do any work as she did the other day. She had barrier one. But there's not a lot of um, fillies there that have got high speed early. She's a belter uh, went forward the other day from the wide alley. She might have just been a little bit fresh. You know, so J-Mac could be bang and potentially could be 1-1 here yeah. uh, outside in secret if she jumps. No, I think, yeah, I think the spot's there if he, if he wants it for sure.
Now, boys, uh, best thing about broadcasting live, uh, we're on the punters panel, and you're uh, with uh, Luke Marlowe, Glenn Munsey, Mike Wood, and also Mitch Cohen, and another Michael Wood just happens <laughs> to stroll through the wing stand. Obviously, the track manager here at the ATC. Good morning, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. How are you? I'm very, very well. Just give us a, a quick update on the track, because we've got you here live. Um, how's it looking? How much rain have you copped? What's the update? Yeah, just shy of 90 mils now that we've had for the week, so... Had that downpour on Tuesday, 77 fell. But um, look, we're a soft six at the moment. We're at the lower end of that soft six. Uh, hopefully this cloud just continues to clear and we get the sunshine through the afternoon. And, um, you know, we've got a nice day tomorrow forecast as well. So I'd expect somewhere around that five. Um, I was probably a bit more positive at getting into that four range yesterday, but then we continue to get showers through the day. So, yeah. um, but look, the, the grass cover and everything's in great order and, I think if we're, you know, that middle of the five range there, somewhere around the middle of the day, it'd be good. Did that 90 surprise you in the week? Yeah, look, we only probably had an inch of rain forecast. Um, in saying that, again, we sort of backed off with the water. Uh, last piece of irrigation was last Friday night. So okay. um, we were sort of well set, but, I mean, 77 mils on in a night is, is a fair drop of rain. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mike, good morning, mate. How are you? Very well, Glenn. Um, a bit more given it than we had on, on Light Fingers Day. We've got a peno this morning of 5.59, uh, 8.9 and 10.9, the, the uh, going stick readings. So we, we've got a fair way to get back to where we were on Light Fingers Day, haven't we? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, again, that sort of rainfall up around the 90. Um, as I said, I was, I was sort of more positive that we were going to get into that four range yesterday morning with a forecast of a clear day yesterday today and saturday but um what we have seen is you know with that warmer temperatures is that the track will improve pretty rapidly um but again i think we'll just probably sit in that five range for the majority of the day tomorrow all right beautiful thank you very much for that mike michael wood there the track manager from the atc we're on the punters panel and we appreciate you jumping on sean's on the line g'day sean morning guys where are we today Good mate, what's uh, what's your question? Uh, race race five tomorrow. Uh, the Norwegian Bliss. I think there's a chance to pick it up. Okay. Yeah. Race well, five Norwegian Bliss. Well, on her, Sean. She sat wide no cover first up, so I think you've got to be a little bit forgiving. And there's no pace in this race, so I think Atkins should be able to bounce her out. Uh, take a bit of control. He may sit outside mirror vision, but I think he'll just keep going and take it up. She's out to 1,400 metres. They vetted her first up. They found nothing wrong with her, but he has applied a tongue tie, Nathan Doyle, so maybe she got the tongue over the bit. She's also got the crossover noseband on, so that might just settle her down a little bit. But, uh, Mike, I think she can definitely improve and has a good chance. I thought mirror vision would be very hard to beat, particularly with 55. She's proven at this level, and she's proven fresh, winning three from six, and she trialled great. Yeah, there's there's only a few, or a couple of on paces here, aren't they? Norwegian Bliss is one of those. She was a bit warm in the yard first up, and she just got into that on-pace battle. She's much better waiter on Saturday. She could just lob in the lead, and if the tempo's really slow, I think Norwegian Bliss can give a good kick, but I agree with you. Like, Mirror Vision, at the set weight, She's so well suited. She just loves the blinkers. Doesn't she? Almost want a group one. She did three starts to go. Two starts to go at Flemington. Uh, she was good last start, being a tough group two winner. Uh, she maps to be on pace and hope in your heart she's very, very good. But I think she's going to be priced off her last couple of starts. We're in high tempo races. 
Just before we go to uh, to Mitch Boyd, I'll just get you to fade Sean down there, mate, with his background noise, um, and we'll get to um, to Mitch Cowan. Mitch, what's your thoughts on Norwegian? Yeah, look, I thought she was probably entitled to be better in the, the other day. I thought she obviously had to do a bit of work early before she finally settled outside the lead. But uh, look, she she punched pretty badly in the straight. Can she improve? I think she she'd want to improve off that if she wants to sort of press towards these bigger races throughout the carnival, but she's a better mare than what she showed the other day for sure. And and she did have legitimate excuses. So if, if he wanted to stick with her, uh, I, I couldn't blame him. I'm, I'm with hope in your heart. I think, um, look, she's a lovely mare. She has the A-grade form through that golden eagle. I think we've seen, obviously, I wish I win came out in, in that lightning the other day and, and ran an absolute potler and, and Fandel's come through the Apollo and, and, and a few boys have uh, came the tip her in the group one on Saturday. So, look, I think uh, Kerry's given her a couple of trials this time, a couple more than he usually would because I think he's aiming towards that Cornwall Classic in two weeks' time. So I think she's, she'll be a lot more forward this time um, than she has been previously in her first up runs and can run really well again. Glenn? Uh, well, market here has hope in your heart, the favourite. This market's been all over the place. Uh, it well, wasn't hard to work out. Espiona wasn't going to run, but uh, the market's still been all over the place. Hope in your heart's your favourite at 3.30 from Mirror Vision at 3.90. Norwegian Bliss, who did go up as much as $12 with Espiona in the race at $4.20, and with Espiona still in the race, was into a $7 chance. It's now six fifty with Espiona coming out. More profits at 8 Mustang Valley, the Kiwi Mare in Yearning. Both ten dollars. Dynasties at eleven. Larkspur run at thirteen, and Doser or Doker is a fifty-one dollar chance. The most popular runner here is actually Dynasties. Uh, Putter's order at this stage is Dynasties, Yearning, Norwegian Bliss, Mirror Vision, Hope in Your Heart. Well, uh, whether or not it's just the default to to J Mac on Dynasties, uh, she she did trial very nicely the other day. She warmed up late and through the line, she was very very strong. Uh, the fact that there's no speed here makes this a very very tricky race. Mirror Vision's trial well, trial without blinkers on. Uh, carries blinkers in its races. I'm going to have something on more profits here, boys, only due to the fact she's got the run under her belt and she goes into the 1,400. Uh, she covered ground the other day, boxed on quite well in that Porcari Kari race, and I just think at $8, uh, she's probably a horse I'm going to be looking at. I wouldn't say I'll be breaking my neck to bet in it, uh, but I'll, I'll be having something on more profits. Yep, fair enough, two months. And boys, just on dynasties, I know Munns mentioned she's the best back. It'd be on the back of the trial where she just powered through the line. Whether this race sets up for ODS, I'm not sure, but I think she'll win a good race this preparation over a bit further. Got another caller on the line. Wayne's on the line. Good morning, Wayne. Yeah, good morning, mate. How are you? Very good, mate. What's your question? Mate, I just want a uh, question for Glenn in regards to fixed-price betting. Um, say you bet on Thursday for Saturday, um, for the say, each way. Now, there's a late scratching, oh, there's not a late scratching, it's scratching tomorrow in Melbourne in that, in the Futurity. There's a, it's only in uh, seven horse race now. Um, do you still get the, do you still dividend, get the third yes. dividend, mate, on Saturday? Yes, you do. You do. Uh, so. yeah. if, you're bet, if you're bet into a race where there is eight runners or more, yep. you will be paid one, two, three. What traditionally yeah. happens if we have, say, an eight-horse field and there's a scratching, we go to a seven-horse field, we'll open a new market with only seven yep. runners and that market will pay one, two. But the original market will pay one, two, three. Fair uh, enough. Thanks. The, the best goes the all-in. 
right? If you can get on the place in the all-in and you think the field's going to fall away, well, the all-in, you cop no deduction, you get paid one, two, three anyway. So, so does that apply with the futures bet as well? Yes. You bet into so, a futures market and there's 300 in it and you come race day, there's four runners, you get paid one, two, three. Oh, fair enough. That's great. You cleared that up for me. Mate, anytime you want to ring, you've been absolutely uh, outstanding caller. Dave, give me my hat. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You. Uh, let's get to uh, the a text on the text line here. Question is, the Sweden Embrace Stakes, uh, do you guys rate that Magic Millions run of Skirt the Law, or is she under the odds? Well, again, not a lot of pace. So I think she's the right price because... It flies the gates. It's a brilliant beginner. It's got high speed. It could win the Golden Slipper. Um, it, it's a good filly. It really is. Um, I just see her going to the front, controlling the race, giving a kick, and I think she does the job. Uh, a lot of these favourites do look very hard to beat on Saturday, tomorrow, but she's had a beautiful tick over trial since winning the Magic Millions where she didn't beat anything in that trial, but she just looked like she'd gone forward again. Uh, from her Magic Millions win. So map looks good. Uh, I think Blanc de Blanc is obviously some sort of danger, but my leaning is certainly strongly to skirt the law. And I've been following uh, Porter Rosa ever since it trialled. I think uh, if it can get out over a little bit longer, 1,200 metres here will, will suit it uh, to a degree. But I'm looking for it to even go 14, maybe a mile. I think it's got a, a little bit of strength about it. But, um, yep, this looks uh, the race for Skirt, the law, Mike. I think she can lead and kick. Jeez, I hope she's good. These two-year-olds are such a puzzle this year, aren't they? There's, there's so many form lines that tie into each other, but we finally got a horse that's just beating them. She was dominant first up, second up. She had to do a few things right. The Magic Village had to settle off a strong tempo, get to the outside, work clear 300 metres out, and she put them away. She was just about dominant again, so we don't know her ceiling. And the trial sense was pretty hot too. So, yeah, she's got to be a bet, probably small bet early and, and double the bet late if she parades well. All the English form is very similar. The one I want to take out of the race last start, apart from Blank de Blank, is Facile. Uh, a lot of people might think she's a speed horse, but she's a big, long striding thing, and I think 1,200 metres will suit, and she might get into the right lane outside the leader. That's the worry for me. I've been with Blanc de Blanc all the way through, and I've got to stick that with her, but the, the real worry is Gertrude Law just gets an easy lead. I'm hoping Fassel sort of from the wide barrier goes forward and puts a bit of pressure on there, but she, she certainly didn't last start in that millennium, but that was from a better draw. I think she's going to have to go forward on Saturday. This horse, Blanc de Blanc, geez, um, poor old Michael Friedman, can't take a trick with her. She's just drawn terribly in, in every start. I think it's, uh, well, you, you look at her barriers, it's 11 in the nursery where she was excellent, probably should have won the race, 12 in the millennium, um, and then 11 this race. So, look, if she can draw a gate, um, yeah, look, look out. But she's going to have to win to get in the field. She's down in 72nd uh, in the Gold Slipper field. She's down in 72nd in the uh, in the Golden Slipper order of entry because those nurseries and millenniums don't count unless you win the millennium, of course, uh, don't, don't count to prize money, which would be a real shame because I think she's a, a really nice filly. Uh, where she gets to, I'm just hoping she could just land a little bit closer um, and, and hope Skirtle Law just doesn't get that easy lead because I think she's a really nice horse. 
Yeah, well, market here has four runners in single figures. Well, the all-in market on Monday, they went up $3.50 a pair, Skirt the Law and Blanc de Blanc. Uh, the fields came out on Wednesday. Skirt the Law was a $3 chance and Blanc de Blanc was $3.20. Now, since that point in time, Skirt the Law's firmed every day. 270 Thursday was 260 earlier this morning, now 250. And in fact, near, just under half the total investment has come for it this morning to be 260 to 250. And Blanc de Blanc's got out every day, 320, 330 earlier today, now 340. Facile is an $8 chance after it was as much as nine. Lazago. Uh, uh, is at nine after it went up nine, got into eight fifty. Then you got Summer Loving has been nine fifty out to eleven and eighteen dollars and longer. The rest uh, most popular runner is Skirt the Law from Facile, um, and well Facile's got nearly five times as much as what Lazago, Summer Loving, and Saltaire has on it. Then it's One Kind, uh, the winner at Grafton for Alan Keogh, and then you go back to Blanc de Blanc. Be the key here because Blanc de Blanc completely fell apart before the millennium. She was an absolute mess uh, in the yard there, and her run was very, very good. I've been with her. Interesting to note that on Saturday, she'll be her first, fourth run in a race, and she's raced against Saltair every single time they've raced. Uh, I thought her run was very good in the millennium. Once again, I think they're getting... The gap between these two runners is getting too wide. Uh, I've got a preference for Blanc de Blanc. I think Summer Loving... Uh, I don't think she's had massive amounts of luck in any of her races, and I think she's definitely the danger. I'm not potting skirt the law, I'm just potting the price. Let's get the punters panel best multi open. Let's go, let's try and get this home. We need these four horses to all run top four. Luke, what's your horse to run top four, mate? Race eight, number 11, Fangirl Dave. I hope that sun comes out. Uh, the soft is the only worry, but she'll run huge in the Chipping Norton. So Fangirl to run top four for Luke Marlowe. Mike Wood, what's running top four for you? Race five, number four, Mirror Vision. Blinkers on for the third time. Almost won a group one, two starts to go. Will run top four. Sonora well, for me in the last. Sonora? Jeez, I could be really carrying the weight of the punters. We'll have to wait late um, in race 10, obviously. She's drawn barrier one. She should probably land in the box seat or potentially lead this race with 50 kilos on her back. She'll take some catching. I'll go with the two-year-olds again. Race three, number eight, Shinzo. Only had the one start. Chased home Red Resistance and King's Gambit. That's got to be a far, far deeper race than any of the races that uh, the majority of these have been contesting. 28 days since the run there. Got through the soft five that day at Rose Hill. Draws inside here. Uh, I think it will be impossible to keep out of the top four. Okay, so we'll just recap. And if you're looking at a few, we always seem to have these questions. You know, where do we find it? So let's talk you through it. If you're looking at your tab app right now, we'll help you find it. If you open up the tab app, you'll see on, and you've obviously logged in, you'll see your main page there down the bottom, the home, racing, sports, play central and more on the new tab app. All you do is you click the sports icon, the number eight jersey down the bottom. Then at the top of the screen, you'll see uh, Bets Friends Sports Multi Builder Sports Offers. Click on the Sports Offers section and you'll scroll down. And once you get to the bottom of your screen, if you're not in a venue, you will see HQ Punters Panel Best. HQ Punters Panel Best. It is $7. $7 at price. I think it's a max bet of 50 It could be, Glenn. It's either a max bet of 25 or a max bet no, of... No, it's a max bet of 25 25 Max bet of 25 Jeez, he's weak, Dicko. I asked him for 50 He said, no, I'll make it 25 Come on, 
Ben, please. Uh, well, Shinzo. $151 on it already. I know, I know. He's trying to sp- sp- share the love, you know, because we want to obviously have more people to get on because once the liability goes, we will go. But Fairdink, we haven't got one up since Noah's Ark was here with the giraffes in the middle of ramming. In fact, we haven't got one since the Pope was here that, that time, before the new grandstand. Shinzo, Miravision, Fangirl and Sonora. Shinzo, Miravision, Fangirl and Sonora. $7 is the current price for the HQ Punters Panel Best. As I said, it's under the sports section uh, for today's offers. Pretty easy to find. Just head to the sports button, click on the sports offers, and you'll scroll down and you'll find it, and uh, you can have a punt there. We might even try and add it to the Bet's Friends um, option as well. I'll see if I can add it in there if you if you follow, obviously, Racing HQ or myself and Luke Marlowe. What about best bets on the program? Luke, is your what is your best bet on the program? Uh, in secret, Dave, race seven, number one. I think she'll win again. She's um, just a class act, and I'm back on the bandwagon after opposing a slightly last start. Michael? Yeah, a couple, a couple of them for me. Race five, number four, backing your early mirror vision and then doubling up late. And race six, number one, skirt the Lord doing the same. think they both win. Uh, outside of Sonora, I'm with Mun Shinzo. I think he's ready to win. And look, I think Chris Waller won this uh, one on this day with Hungry Heart a few years ago uh, to get into the Golden Slipper and she ran fifth. His best ever position in a slipper. I think this horse could win on Saturday and, and go even better than that in a few weeks' time. And Glenn? Good man, Mitch. Uh, race three, number eight, Shinzo. Currently a $15 chance in the slipper. The only runner in that race that is under $51 in the slipper. Um, Shinzo, and I think he'll account for those pretty easily in race number three. Just a tick over $13,000 now invested on our HQ Punters Panel Multi. Shinzo, Miravision, Fangirl and Sonora all to run top four. If you're wanting to know those race names and numbers, uh, race three, number eight, race five, number four, race eight, number 11, and race 10, number 16. All those horses to run top four, as I said, $7. Uh, getting quick because once that liability reaches a certain point, they will close that market. Boys, have a great Chipping Norton Stakes Day tomorrow. It's going to be some great racing. There was a text here. I just, who, anyone wants to chime in. Uh, this one came in from Batican Mudgy. DS, why do the punters panel keep rubbishing the champion Animo? <laughs> we should be thankful to live in the Animo era. He's the best horse since Winks. Cheer him home. Well, who rubbished him? Well, that's why I thought I'd throw it out there yeah. for you boys, just to finish on that note. Yeah, I don't think uh, anyone like rubbished him. 9,000 on him doesn't rubbish him. I know that. No, I think what I the point I made is he's been beaten ten times. He's not invincible, but he's a great horse. But when he's front half of the field, like he'll probably be tomorrow, he is nearly unbeatable. Is he the best horse we've had since Wings? I think he probably is. Him in Nature Strip. What do you think about that, boys? Anyone else want to comment there to finish the punters panel? Oh, geez, I don't want to be unpopular. I think he's a very, very, very good horse, right on the edge of being a champion. Mitch, no, I was, I was all for him. He's only, I know he's. He's been beaten ten times, but he hasn't been. He's only been beaten once in his last seven. Yeah, I don't think anyone rubbished him. I think we were just oh, talking no. talking about a betting. I was talking about a betting angle in the race. I think Fangirl each way. I'd rather back her each way than take the dollar seventy animo. And final thoughts with Glenn Munsey. Well, you consider he should have been the winner of the last two Cox Plates. Uh, not Ooh. many dusty horses have the ability to win two Cox Plates. He's got one real failure in his life. And that was in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, which was on a bog. Mm. Mm. He's a great horse. Yeah. Boys, like have a wonderful 
Have a wonderful, wonderful oh, yeah. Friday. Have a good Saturday. Hey, that good luck in the morning, Luke. Best. Make sure you get yes. there nice and early. Um, yeah, it'll be great. You start at 6.30 and you're on air for more than three hours. So uh, it'll I be have... an effort for you to punch in a you know, half normal day. For I have done it before, Munns. I'm not. I'm not on debut. Yep. For those wondering, yeah, Luke you're will be off hosting. The bench. This is fair dinkum now. This is like first <laughs> yeah. grade. You're not jumper yeah. number thirty-five. True, true. 100%. A lot <laughs> yeah. of people listen to that program too on a Saturday, Luke. So you know, you've Look, got to really looking forward to it, guys. Um, obviously, Richard's done a brilliant job with the program, hoping to carry on that great momentum in the space, and looking forward to well. I don't know how I'm going to feel when I'm on behind the gates. What am I going to do? I, I can't play both sides. I'm going to have to choose at some point, Dave. What What are you going to do? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to choose a side. I'm on behind the gates. I'm on the punters panel. There's this rivalry. Well, uh, if they all start what am losing, I do? we know who's the mock. If yeah, they all start losing. Well, they're going like <laughs> bastards anyway. Don't worry about that. <laughs> have a good day, everybody. Uh, and, of course, yeah, Luke Marlow tomorrow, Racing HQ on your Saturday from 6.30. You can catch that. What a good gig that is, 6.30 on a Saturday morning. Yep. Goodbye, Friday night. Good Lucas, night. Uh, 8 past 10. Actually, that's probably the best thing for you. I'll be at Canterbury till 10.30 and then back up. How good. You'll love be it. taking stress leave soon. I love it. Eight past ten on Sky Sports Radio. Let's get to Graham White for a preview of Canberra Racing. And then we've also got Gary Cleesey with a preview of Ballina. We better get to him because I tell you what, I don't want him waiting.